This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, after a tumultuous movie year marred by strikes and work stoppages, the Academy Awards showered nominations today on Christopher Nolan's blockbuster biopic Oppenheimer, which came away with 13 leading nominations for the Oscars. Nolan's three-hour opus, viewed as the Best Picture frontrunner, received nods for Best Picture. Uh, Nolan as Best Director. Acting nominations were also uh, recognized for Robert Downey Jr. and Emily Blunt, and multiple honors for the uh, J. J. Robert Oppenheimer drama, of course. There were also some surprises as well. Joining me now to talk a little bit about today's Oscar nominations is Rick Forchuk. He's TV Week magazine columnist and a CKNW contributor. Rick, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Jazz. Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, so the announcement today of the nominees, was there anything surprising for you? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that Greta Gerwig and that Margot Robbie got opted out of uh, Barbie. You know, Barbie got Best Picture nomination, mm-hmm. but uh, look at Greta Gerwig. She is the director of a movie nominated for Best Picture, and one that made almost a billion dollars at the box office in just a few weeks, and they passed her over. And uh, I'm not a big fan of the Barbie movie, but I am really surprised that uh, someone as talented as Gerwig would have gotten missed. So that was a big surprise to me. Also a little surprised, same movie, Barbie, that we would see a Best Supporting Actor uh, nomination uh, for our our very own Canadian guy uh, who uh, played Ken. And I'm just Pretty surprised that um, that went that way as well. Um, I, I didn't think he did, uh, you know, I didn't do a bad job, but it was a small role, not very much to it. So that was a bit of a surprise. Everything else, pretty much the same, pretty much exactly according to what one of my Killers of the Flower Moon, lots of nominations, uh, Oppenheimer. I think the good thing about uh, both uh, Barbie with eight nominations and Oppenheimer with 13 is it gives us, as the New York Times says, an opportunity to continue to say Barbenheimer, which I just love to do. So we can talk about Barbenheimer until the Oscars now. But uh, that's about the only real surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue of Ryan Gosling is great for him to get the Best Supporting Actor nod, but uh, I've always find it odd that uh, someone doesn't receive a Best uh, Director nomination but somehow the movie is part of the uh, doesn't receive a nominee for uh, best picture. Exactly, and uh, normally, uh, traditionally, I guess over most of the years of the Oscars, uh, best picture and best director went hand in hand. Now, over the last five or six years, that has not always been the case, uh, but uh, it should be. Uh, we've got Christopher Nolan, who's got a best director um, Oscar nomination here, and he's also got a best picture nomination for Oppenheimer. And uh, I think that he will probably, that's where you can make predictions, but I've got a good uh, good feeling that he will probably get both of those categories. He's never won a Best Picture uh, nomination, and um, he's been nominated, rather, but he hasn't won the Oscar for it. So I think that that's going to happen for him. Uh, the other thing, I guess, you asked about surprises. I'm, I'm surprised about Maestro. Now, Maestro was a Netflix movie. It's got a nomination for Best Actor for Bradley Cooper. It's got a nomination for Best Picture. And this is a movie that, uh, other than a few small um, weekend dates in American theaters, really didn't show up in movie theaters. It uh, was right out of the gate onto Netflix. So 
Uh, Cooper was great in this. I don't uh, don't mean to demean him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but um, the movie didn't have the kind of presence, a big budget presence, that we get with a big screen film. So that surprised me a little bit. But um, that's all good because, again, it gives us lots of things about which to speak, and um, it gives us some people to follow that we care about. So uh, that's about the way I see it right now. Yeah, a lot of the streaming services have a tendency to make these movies, uh, and the directors and artists do still want to see a traditional uh, movie release, whether it be a small uh, a set of, uh, of, uh, of theaters in, let's say, L.A. and New York, or a minimum run for a month or six weeks, and then it's on streaming right away. That seems to be part of the trend as well, that hey, let's make a few bucks off uh, the, the box office that perhaps may pay for some of the production, and then we run it on streaming as quickly as possible. And now they end up as Oscar nominees. Yeah, well, that's right. And another one that's like that is Nyad, nominated for Best Picture. Uh, this is a Netflix production also. Annette Benning nominated for Best Actress. Jodie Foster nominated for Best Supporting Actress. And once again, that's a movie that uh, didn't show up in theaters at all, uh, went right to streaming. And it was a, a terrific film. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. I uh, got a real sense of size and scope with it. Uh, the other, not surprise, but uh, it's about time sort of moment, is Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, the first indigenous person to be nominated for an Oscar. And she just made that movie. She just made that picture. Now, for those who have seen Killers of the Flower Moon, you know who she is. She's a central character, an indigenous woman. If you read the book, you'll know that she has a very, very small role, at least her, her character is a very small role. Uh, the book is quite different. Its focus was really on the Texas Rangers and uh, on all of the FBI and law enforcement people who showed up to right the wrongs that were done. Uh, the movie really focused on the people, and she just shines in this one. I wish her all the best for an Oscar for that one, Jazz. Hmm. Some of the movies you're mentioning are Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro... Uh, do you think part of the challenge Barbie had was it, it was just too mainstream and perhaps was some to, to some film snobs a bit too pedestrian? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You put your finger right on it because for many, many, many years, the Academy has for some reason been kind of anti-big movie. So if a movie had a big budget and made a lot of money at the box office and got a lot of people talking about it, it usually wasn't Oscar material. Not always, but generally speaking, that's the way. And I think that's kind of what happened to Barbie. Uh, you're right. It's, uh, it's too, too much um, in the moment, too much a big picture, and not enough artistic value in the eyes of some of the people in the Academy. Uh, I, I don't totally agree, but uh, I think that's the way it is. I think you're absolutely right with your, your premise there. Um, you've mentioned Netflix a couple of times in our conversation. Killers of the Flower Moon, I believe, is on Apple. Um, yes. What does this mean for the actual box office, the traditional movie theater, when, yes, these are playing in theaters, but in some case, minimally, uh, while well, others have done very well at the box office, but it seems to me things are uh, heading more towards, or at least the direction seems to be towards streaming, and the box office, well, we still go to the movies, uh, is not what it once used to be, and this is once again a a reminder of that trend that uh, we still go to the movies, but certainly not as much as we once did. Yeah, and it's interesting, um, Jazz, as they tweak the business model and try different things. Killers of the Flower Moon, yes, it's from Apple, Apple Studios and Apple Production, but it didn't wind up streaming on Apple Plus for 
several weeks, in fact, about two and a half months, I think, before it wound up on our television screens. So even though it came from what is designated as a streaming service, it was all the way a big screen, big theater movie. And um, so we have both. We have those films that didn't show up in theaters to speak of. We have those films that were made by streaming services, but weren't made to stream initially. They were made to be big theatrical features. So it, it's a constant tweaking of the business model. And it's, uh, I, I'm sure that there are people sitting around boardrooms in various parts of the entertainment business this very moment saying, what do we have to change to get this thing better? What do we have to do to make this better? Here we have Netflix getting best picture nominations, best actor nominations. And we've got our big screen movies that had twice the budget and they didn't get anything. So it's an interesting premise and uh, continually changing sort of tide on the, on the world of the of movies and the way they're going. It's very interesting, and it intrigues me every day, and it changes every day, Jazz. I'm going to assume you still prefer to go to watch movies at the theater. I know you love streaming, but you're still a guy who grab a popcorn uh, bag and uh, rather watch it at the big, on the big screen. I do, because most movies, not all, but most movies are made to be seen that way. They're made to be seen in a dark room on a huge screen with a big sound system and a bunch of like-minded people. So I still do like to go to the theaters. However, as I've said to you before, uh, the behavior of people in movie theaters seems to be going downhill. And that is the one downside of seeing a movie in the theater. People come in late. They disrupt folks. They turn on the lights on their iPhones to find their seat. Uh, they look at their email and their texting as they're watching the movie, and these things light up all over the place like stars in a constellation. That sort of thing is really off-putting for me. However, not so much so that I don't want to go and see it in the theater, Jazz. Oh, there you go. Rick, as always, thank you. My pleasure.